This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 55 past the hour on a pick and save football Friday. It's Steve Sparky Fiber with you. Time for a Milwaukee sports timeout. Time to talk about Green Bay and New England with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Sponsored by Otto's Wine and Spirits with their seven employee-owned locations serving Milwaukee. Otto'sWineAndSpirits.com. Ryan, uh, let's talk about this uh, matchup with the New England Patriots. I look at this Green Bay Packers team and think this should be a win regardless if Mac Jones plays or not. How do you view it? I think you're exactly right. And the good thing for the Packers is what, regardless if Mac Jones plays or not, they're going to basically play the same type of quarterback. I mean, it's not like they're going from a Lamar Jackson to a Brian Hoyer, who's the backup, in case you didn't know, for the New England Patriots and likely to start Sunday. I mean, Mac Jones and Brian Hoyer are basically the same type of guy. I mean, Mac Jones is the starter for a reason. From an execution standpoint, there's, there's more talent there, but they're stylistically and schematically the same type of quarterback. So from a preparation standpoint for this Packers defense, which just, you know, held Tom Brady to 12 points at home, it's it's definitely uh, – it makes it easier, more efficient to, to be preparing for the same type of guy. Uh, by the way – the best thing going for this Packers defense is that neither one is Tom Brady. Uh, correct, yes. I, I would agree with you on that. I, I had a chance to talk with Greg Bedard, obviously, uh, back in the day in the Milwaukee Journal said, I'm now running the Boston uh, Sports Journal website out in New England, and we were talking about that wide receiver crew. You know, everybody rips on the Bears wide receiving crew. People had questions about the Packers wide receiving crew, but that New England wide receiver group uh, is not doing any favors, I don't think, for wh- whoever is playing quarterback for the Patriots at this point. So, if you are going to miss Jair Alexander this week with that growing injury, I think the Packers still should be fine. There's no question about that. It did, you know, open up pretty well for in terms of timing on the schedule. Now, Jair Alexander did practice on Wednesday, and we'll see if he practices the next day. But you know, it two things kind of from Tampa kind of gave the impression that that it wasn't a severe type growing injury. One. He stayed on the field a couple plays after he felt it, and it wasn't he felt it play one. It wasn't until play seven. Then he stayed on the sideline 
the entire rest of the game. It's not like he had to go back and, and, and you know, take care of it. He was on the sideline. And two, in the locker room after, he was he was kind of lounging and, and, and hanging out. So usually if you've got a guy who, who's got a severe injury, you don't see him in the locker room after. You don't see him staying on the sideline. Uh, he was in good spirits. He was able to practice Wednesday. Doesn't mean he's going to play this week for the reason that, that you said. I mean, if it's close, why, why put him out there against this group of Patriots receivers? But I do think that you're seeing Jair Alexander return sooner than later, barring any setback. Before the season started, uh, I remember having a conversation uh, with Gary and Leroy about Devondre Campbell. And I said, you know, he played well last year, but was that his year? Or, or is this really who Devondre Campbell is? Can he come back and put together another season like he did last year? Devondre Campbell came up and made a couple of big plays in this last game. Yeah, and I think you've seen some rust from from him, from you know Quay Walker, the, the the inside linebackers. This defense didn't play in the preseason, so it, it's taken a little bit of time for, for them to to round into form. And you know, as good as they played against the Bears, they gave up 120 some yards to uh, David Montgomery. There's there's been some some rust of not playing in the preseason to shake off, but. You've seen him get better each and every week. And what's the one thing Devondre Campbell has done since he arrived? And that's make big plays. That's the thing that was so revolutionary for uh, Packers inside linebacker because going back years and years and years, you didn't have a Packers inside linebacker that make big plays in big moments. But that's been Devondre Campbell's thing. And obviously, he, he saved the, the, the huge play with the game on the line and the the anticipation that, that you know, he, he recognized as soon as uh, the Bucks went into two stack on, on, on the, the right side, he, he knew that the formation that was coming before the snap, he knew he had to get to a spot and he got to that spot and was able to knock away Tom Brady's pass for the back corner of the end zone. Uh, which, by the way, I should say, Darnell Savage would have, was in position to make the play on, on yep. Justin Gage, it, 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 Russell Gage, if, if not for uh, Darnell Savage, so, or not for Devondre Campbell. So this Packers defense playing awfully well, and Devondre Campbell's right in the middle of that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. What about on the offensive side of the ball you know, for this Packers team? The Patriots still uh, are not a bad defense. They're still going to present some challenges probably for this Packers offense. Uh, are we assuming that Bakhtiari and Nash Nyman are, are going to rotate again? I know neither one of those guys really wanted to do it. It ended up turning out just fine uh, for the Green Bay Packers. I think they allowed both each allowed, I should say, one quarterback pressure, which is good. Do we think the rotation continues? I gotta be honest with you. I have no idea. This thing has become so convoluted. Yeah, it's it's just it's the most complicated thing that you can imagine. So I I gave up trying to predict what was going to happen with David Bakhtiari a long time ago. I mean, it did seem, it, it, you know, it, we knew that he wasn't going to play the, the first two weeks. We knew that week three was the possible start date. And then he was able to play. Uh, and it seemed that after having two straight practices at the end of last week, that, that he was trending that way. And in, in fact, he did play. And then we get word as soon as the game starts that, it's going to be a left tackle rotation, which we've never seen before. Neither neither David Bakhtiari or Yash Nyman's ever done before. Uh, Matt LaFleur said that he went back to his very earliest days as an NFL coach, as an offensive assistant with the Houston Texans over a decade ago to pull this idea from 
it's it's revolutionary and it's radical, but is it going to continue? I I, I have no idea, Sparky. I have no. We'll just have to wait and see. You know, that's the other thing too, right? So when Bakhtiari is able to actually go and play, you know, drive to drive, and he's going to play the whole game at left tackle. When we get to that point. Is it, do you think, something where, all right, we want to keep Yash on the field and we're going to move him to right tackle and slide Jenkins back into guard? Or is this Yash goes to the bench and is essentially the swing backup tackle? It depends on how Yash Nyman can play right tackle, which we just haven't seen. And the way it is now, it's basically the same position as left tackle. It used to be you had your really athletic pass-blocking left tackle, your really big, rugged, run-blocking right tackle. Right. But defenses have really good pass rushers on both sides of, the, uh, of, of, you know, of their formation now. So you've got to be a hold-up and pass pro on both the left and the right spot. So, you know, for Yash Nyman, it's really just flipping his technique. Everything, all of his physical movements at right tackle are opposite of what they'd be at left tackle. So that requires a lot of muscle memory, which he just hasn't had because 10 starts and 750 snaps in the past year, they've all been at left tackle. So uh, that's a big question. But if if he is able to to play right tackle, Elton Jenkins is good at all spots, and we know that. He's only been a pro bowler at guard. So you have you, you remove a you, you know a, a right tackle, put him in, in the guard where he's a pro bowler. You've got two good pass blockers at the tackle spots. There's there's some value there. It's either that or you've got one of the best backup left tackles in the league, which is a nice luxury. But I think that you want a guy who's a starting caliber tackle and a good pass blocker to be on the field. What about Romeo Dobbs? Is all of this excitement warranted uh, from the Packer fan base uh, about Romeo Dobbs? Now, Matt LaFleur you know, can't keep the name Devontae Adams out of his mouth, and nor can seemingly anybody else when they talk about Romeo Dobbs at this point. And it's, it's borderline driving me nuts because it, it just puts, in my mind, and I know LaFleur's not trying to do this, but it puts uh, a certain type of pressure, I, I think, on Dobbs' head when you start comparing him to you know, the best receiver in football or one of the best receivers in football. He had a great game. He's looked really good in preseason. He's had his drops, obviously, as did Devontae early in his career. How do you look at Romeo Dobbs right now early on? Well, he's passed every challenge that he's needed to pass so far from, you know, coming in as as a rookie to his first training camp and making plays from day one to the point where it was very clear that, you know, because a fourth-round rookie at receiver, it's not guaranteed you make a roster spot. It's likely, but it's not guaranteed. And it became a lock, a no-brainer immediately to a guy that, okay, he could have a chance to be part of this offense. And, and you know, he's going to get an opportunity to getting that opportunity and making plays with it. I mean, Matt LaFleur said, you know, was asked after the game, what was the difference? What, how did the light bulb go on for this kind of breakout for Romeo Dobbs in Tampa? And he said the only difference was opportunities. And he's right, because Romeo Dobbs had one target, and, and, and caught one pass against the Chicago Bears, and it was a 20-yard kind of screen on second and 28, which was the type of play that oh, that screamed for more targets and, and, and more opportunity. And then he goes to Tampa, and he catches everything thrown his way. Eight targets, eight catches, 73 yards. And, and that's who he's been. I mean, when he's got an opportunity, when he's got a chance to make plays, he's made plays. Will he make mistakes? Absolutely. Uh, but the Devontae Adams thing, it's it's interesting because when he was a couple weeks into camp, I went back and I talked to a lot of his former coaches, and there was a former coach 
who didn't didn't you know make the Devontae Adams connection in his head at all. But the way that he stylistically described Romeo Dobbs' game, you know, he, he was not a speed burner. He, the, the big knock on him coming out of, of, of college was his 40 time, just like Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams wasn't a 4-3 guy. Right. He, it, Romeo Dobbs is a guy that, that can get his feet in the ground. He's got a tremendous release package and is really good in those intermediate, with that intermediate route tree and is natural at creating separation against DBs. It, just everything you hear about him, it's similar stylistically to Devontae Adams. doesn't mean he's going to be the same player. But the way he plays the game at receiver is very similar to how Devontae Adams played the game at receiver. In a weird way, does Asami Watkins' injury actually maybe help this Packers offense develop uh, maybe a, a little bit more with him not being on the field because Dobbs gets his opportunities. If Watson can get back on the field, he'll get his opportunities. And we finally saw Robert Tunyon really get a, a, an amount of targets that I think is satisfactory what might be expected now going forward from Aaron Rodgers in that last game. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know if it was just coincidence that Romeo Dobbs' targets went up when Sammy Watkins and, and Christian Watson went out because, you know, again, the play he made against the Bears, it was going to warrant more targets anyway. But it certainly, it, yeah, I mean, when you've got two guys that get targets not there, there's more targets to go around. Uh, he's, he's, he's just a guy that they're going to have to run this passing game through. From a talent standpoint, him and Christian Watson are the two most talented receivers that they have. Al Lazard is the familiarity, the, the, the security blanket, and he's, he's an important part of this offense for, for that reason. I mean, he's got two touchdowns in two games. His only other catch was a third-down conversion uh, against Tampa. He, when, when Aaron Rodgers needs something at a big moment, he's looking for Al Lazard. He's looking for Robert Tunyon, too, to your point. Uh, the, the players, the, the receivers that he is familiar with, he's going to in big moments. But the more and more that they play together, the more and more he's going to get comfortable and, and, and confident and familiar with, with uh, Romeo Dobbs and him and Christian Watson, they've got to continue developing because they are they are the, the talent in, in this receiving core. All right, Ryan Wood, prediction time. What you got? Packers, Patriots coming up on Sunday. Oh, I've got the Packers. You know, it, I just don't see how this Packers defense is going to give up much at all at, at home. If they're holding I, – I get that Tom Brady didn't have his – best receivers, but these Patriots receivers aren't much better, if at all better. If you want to hold Tom Brady to 12 points at home, I don't see how you give it up more than 10 points to the Patriots uh, on on your own soil. I agree with you. There he is, Ryan Wood, Green Bay Press Gazette. Uh, Follow him, of course, on Twitter as well, at by Ryan Wood. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. All right, take care, Sparky. You betcha. Take care. There he is, Ryan Wood. And, of course, every time we have a Green Bay guy on, on a Pick and Save Football Friday, it's brought to you by Otto's Wine and Spirits with their seven employee-owned location serving Milwaukee, autoswineandspirits.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.